Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights in Tulsa Talent's work of bridging Tulsa talent with tech opportunities and the revolutionary work around the city. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Grant Baumgartner, the director of Experience Tulsa. We discuss the program launch of Experience Tulsa, Tulsa's landscape for community, and the history of Tulsa's downtown. Grant, it's so great to have you on this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. This is going to be great. I always, I kind of always touch on how I know the person that I have sitting before me as we get this episode started. And Grant and I have a, a path that is intersecting at parts and divergent at parts, but we're back to intersecting now, which is, I, I don't know if you would describe it that way, but Booker T right. back in the ecosystem yep. in Tulsa, it, it kind of, that's where I see us yeah. uh, weaving in and out. Definitely. Uh boomerangs and, yes. and, and yeah, same high school and then coming back to both work in the GKFF ecosystem. Oh, yeah. And and killing the game, both of us. Let's just yes, start off with that. on the back. <laughs> yeah. Grant, go ahead and uh, tell all of our Grow With Us listeners your story in whatever way you feel comfortable. Yeah. So um, like Evan said, I'm, I'm from Tulsa, born and raised, uh, grew up here. Uh, my family has been here for for a real long time. Uh, so all my family, extended cousins, aunts and uncles were all here. Um, had typical, awesome Tulsa childhood. Spent a lot of time at Woodward Park. Um, really just loved it. Uh, went to, to Booker T uh, for high school. Best high school in oh, the yes. state. The yes. Booker T. Hornets. <laughs> had a blast. Did a lot of speech and debate when I was there. Uh, it was a really fun time. And then went off uh, to school at Northwestern University in uh, Chicago. Spent four years in Chicago and loved it. Uh, it's one of my favorite cities. It was an incredible place. I had an absolute blast. But kind of while I was away, um, started to look back at Tulsa and, and really was excited about what was happening here. And so I moved back uh, following college, and that would have been in 2019, uh, and started working for the George Kaiser Family Foundation, uh, originally as a fellow, then moved over to the Tulsa Remote team, worked a couple different positions there. And back to the foundation and now moving on to this to this new role that i'm sure we'll discuss later and yeah in general i mean love tulsa it's a big part of my personality uh love live music uh love the live music scene here uh love getting out and about in nature um you know i try to go up to the, the tall grass prairie a couple times uh, every year nice, uh, nice so yeah it's a little bit about me i love it thank you i i think it's it's good to kind of ground us in where we're both coming from with um, our stories, because our stories are kind of who we obviously who we are. Mm -hmm. And um, Tulsa plays a big part in a lot of our stories, um, and at least you and I's story, which is really cool um, that we can kind of connect in that way and, and really talk about um, really this next question that is really going to get into that, too. You know, how has Tulsa changed for you over the years? I mean, you, you have that longevity here. Um, and similar to me, I, I grew up here. Uh, for the most part, uh, age nine on. And so I've oh, I had a little bit of uh, Tulsa in my life, or had a lot of bit of Tulsa in my life, but a little bit of other places. I was actually originally from Muskogee, Oklahoma, Tahlequah, oh. Northeast Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, green country, Cherokee you know, County. Oh yeah. yeah, just really broadening <laughs> all of that. But um, how have you kind of seen Tulsa change over the years? Gosh, so much. I mean, so so much. Um, and it's been fun too getting to hear the long term change of Tulsa. You know, so my my folks have been here. I think I'm the fifth generation, uh, and so I've gotten to see the awesome. the city from pre statehood uh, in 1907 all the way to, to kind of where it is today, and it's changed many many times over. Uh, but the most recent iteration has been, yeah, fascinating. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when we were growing up, you know, we're sitting right now in the arts district downtown, and I always try to tell people that this is not like the historic arts district. Yeah. Uh, you know, this was the vacant warehouse district for the vast <laughs> majority of my life. Um, and most of downtown, I mean, like a similar story, I'm sure a lot of people here in other cities, our downtown was really hit hard by urban renewal. And so, you know, I, when I was born, downtown is where people came to work but it's not where people hung out. Um, and I think one of the, the biggest indicators of just the massive change that's really happened in Tulsa, uh, you know, I've seen so many individual examples, but like when I talk to my aunts, right, who, mm -hmm. who grew up here and graduated in the early 2000s, late 90s, um, they have a totally different perception of Tulsa. Like yeah. Tulsa was not a fun place in their mind to be in high school. It was certainly not a fun place to be in your early 20s and like come back like, coming back after they went off for college was like dreaded it was almost. a, yeah, a yeah. horrible idea it was like yeah. oh my god what no anywhere else and so <laughs> and i don't think that they were necessarily wrong or like had some negative output i really just think there was so much less to do yeah so i mean but that was a big part of when i was in college um it felt like things were happening without me yeah. like kind of when we were in high school i feel like a lot of things started happening the arts district yeah. kind of starts getting created the guthrie green you know, there starts to be a lot of new life downtown, even in Midtown and north of downtown and mm -hmm. Kendall Whittier district and everything starts picking up a little bit. And then while I was away, it just felt like announcement after announcement. It's, oh, we just bought the Bob Dylan archives and yeah. they're coming to Tulsa. The gathering the place gathering gets place. completed, right? Yeah. I mean, the largest uh, private gift to a city in American history. And I think the nicest park in the nation yeah. just popped up. I mean, so I've gotten to see a, a city that has always been an incredible place to raise a family turn into an incredible place to be young mm -hmm. and, you know, be single or be young and just kind of looking to enjoy life or pursue, you know, a really interesting career. It's yeah. become a much more vibrant place for folks other than just, you know, the grandparents and the parents of the world. Yeah, no, I think that's such a great perspective. And I, I my my little tidbit on that is that I, I think when we were going to high school here, like as, you know, I progressed through Booker T, I felt like there were things that were kind of dragging me closer to downtown. Mm -hmm. um, one of our, you'll remember this, I'm sure, but like one of our fam famous haunts to go to right after like, I don't know, like seventh hour or seventh, yeah, seventh hours, like TOK class would be to go to the Phoenix and do our yeah, homework. Yeah, we like Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in <laughs> peace. Love, love Bramble, but the Phoenix was great. And we yep. would always go there right after school to like study for an exam or whatever. And like, it was on the fringe of downtown, right by Centennial Park. Totally. And yeah, the Pearl District was just becoming yeah, a thing. Just becoming a thing. And and then from there, after sofa meetings, we would go to Corner Cafe, which is also like just really mm -hmm. close to downtown. Also rest in peace. It's yeah. not there anymore. Yeah. Um, but like there were just these things that were growing kind of as we were growing out of it. And totally. going back to that perspective of like, you know, our aunts and uncles and people, young people 20 years ago didn't want to stay here. I mean, I think that's kind of a symptom of just Tulsa feeling like a small, big town right. where everyone wants to get out of their small town. You know, it's, yeah. it's like on to bigger and better things because they could see bigger and better things elsewhere. But you and I both got a taste of what 
bigger and better things might have looked like other places. And I don't know about you, but I did not see a lot of bigger and better things no. <laughs> where I headed. No, I mean, yeah, I, I think that the what people are really looking for is it's that it's a difference between a feeling of stagnation and a feeling of like vibration, interesting things happening. Yeah. And I think for a lot of Tulsa's recent history, there's been so much vibration. It just yeah. feels like things are popping up. And that's exciting when you're growing up and it's like, there's a new restaurant, there's a new coffee shop, there's mm -hmm. a new district. There's, you know, it feels like you're a part of something that's changing, that's growing, that's interesting. And that's fun to be growing and changing within that context yeah. where I think, you know, in the early 2000s and late 90s, I think there was a period where folks felt like this was a stagnant place. And if I stay here, I'm going to be a stagnant person, Yeah. Um, which I don't think was ever totally true, but it's definitely more true than it is now. I mean, it, there's just a lot of vibrancy uh, in the city. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, you reflect your surroundings. If you want to be a vibrant and interesting person, you want to be in a vibrant, and interesting city. But yeah. I do think it's, it's interesting because I, I felt the same thing when I was in Chicago. You know, all my friends at school were either from Chicago or they were from the coast. Yeah. Uh, and there were like eight people from Oklahoma at the whole school. <laughs> and so, you know, they would always say, well, you, know, you want to go back to Tulsa? Like, why do you want to go back to Tulsa? There's so much more to do here. Mm -hmm. And I would always say, I mean, yeah, objectively, yes, there is more to do in Chicago. But I actually do more in Tulsa yeah. because these, Chicago to me always felt awesome, but it was overwhelming. It was really hard to ever feel like I was a genuine part of the city. Yeah. Even after being there for four years, I still kind of felt like a, like a tourist. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't quite get my hands around it. And it also was just a behemoth. You know, it was like 45 minutes to get downtown yeah. on the L. And like, you know, if my friends called me up and just spontaneously were like, hey, I'm we're going out to dinner tonight. It's like, that's going to be really expensive. It's going to be really hard to get to. I'm going to have to find How parking. am I going to get back? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to get back. It's going to take my whole night. So like you had to almost plan your weekends like mm -hmm. a week in advance. Yeah. Whereas in Tulsa, I'll just get a call from a buddy who's like, hey, there's a new bar that opened. Uh, do you want to go there? And, See you there in, in an hour. five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. I'm, exactly. I'm nearby. So it, it's just, you know, as long as there is enough interesting things to do and things changing, which there absolutely is in Tulsa right now, yeah. it, it's a lot of fun to actually feel like it's also fun to just feel like you know what's happening in the city. Oh, that's my favorite part about living here right now. It's just because I, I get to bring people to town. I actually have a really close friend that I'm moving to town hey, recently. congrats. Uh, yeah. yeah, within like the next week. So we'll, I'm really excited about that. And she's coming from Wichita. Okay. And it's kind of similar vibes in the sense of yeah. like Midwest towns that like are really trying to grow their, their things. But um, I think just being plugged into what I'm plugged into right now, like I can tell her about the art, the film and art stuff that's going on. We could go to these, all these places that are opening up. We can like, I just can feel more a part of a community if I'm experiencing it with someone else, but also like, because I know about it yeah. too. Um, it's really, it's exciting for all of those reasons that we've talked about. Um, and I, I think it's one of the reasons I, I think for me, I didn't necessarily want to come back to Tulsa. Sorry <laughs> to everyone no, listening. No. Um, but really out of necessity, the pandemic hit when I was graduating and it didn't seem like the worst decision ever to go back home. No. Like, um, because also like the gathering place had, sp had sprung up while I was gone. Um, downtown was growing in a way that I had never interacted with before. Um, and then opportunities in the city existed that I didn't even like, I didn't know I could be a business professional here. I didn't know what right. that even looked like. Um, and so it was just it, it kind of just made sense. And now I love that you said um, it's kind of a big part of my personality is Tulsa. I, I feel like I would say the same. Yeah. Thing. A lot of people like see my LinkedIn posts and see all these things. and They're like, you must really love Tulsa. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I, th- I, <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I, I always, you know, when I was working at Tulsa Remote and then since then I've been working in, in kind of bringing people to Tulsa, but also in my own experience, and it sounds like in yours, mm-hmm. a big part of coming back to Tulsa or moving here for the first time is like giving yourself permission yeah. to think of possibilities, you know, outside of what you might have, you know, I think traditionally you grow up and you think, okay, if I want to be a serious business person, or I want to be a serious, you know, career focused individual, there's like eight cities I can move to. And if I don't, and I'm letting myself down and I'm not being ambitious, you know, or if I want to be like a fun loving, you know, young person, there's like eight cities I can go live in. And like, if I'm not moving to Miami, I'm not fun. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) these kinds of things. And I think that like so much of what I learned when I was in college, because I came back every summer was this process of giving myself permission of being like, oh, no, wait, I could have a really fulfilling life in Tulsa. I could actually have a more fulfilling life in Tulsa. Oh, I could have a lot of fun in Tulsa. I might actually have more fun in Tulsa. And like getting over these preconceived ideas that that draw, I think, a lot of people to big cities uh, that oftentimes end in them being a little disappointed. Yeah, feeling empty. Feeling empty, feeling like they actually can't get connected. And then and then blaming themselves and yeah. feeling like they somehow, they did New York wrong or yeah. they did Chicago wrong. When really it's just, it's not for everybody. And Tulsa's not for everybody. But yeah. for the I think it's for so many more people than realize it. Yes. And so, so much of our journey is like helping people see themselves here. Yeah. Oh, I love how... I love that phrase that you just said, because I think it's really going to connect to our conversation about experience. Oh, um, good. We're about to get there. Um, yeah, yeah. How, and you've kind of answered a little bit of this, but you know, how did you navigate Tulsa when you came back from college? Um, yeah. What communities did you find and, and how, did you, how did it kind of change and shape you into what you're working on now? Yeah, I was really lucky. So I was a year older than you. So yeah. I, got to, I got to get back. I got to graduate without the pandemic <laughs> and then come back to Tulsa and I got like a solid eight months before yeah. everything hit the fan. Um, I think that a lot of my, when I first got back to Tulsa, I was obviously got integrated into a lot of the work that was being done at the foundation and the vibrant inclusive Tulsa team, which is our economic development kind of wing under which all of, of us work. Yeah. Um, and so I really got just inundated right away with like, whoa, there's a lot happening here. Like we're trying to attract this company and we're bringing in these people and we just started this venture capital wing and all this really cool stuff. Um, but I also just came back and like, got to engage with the city in a new way because I was lame. I never had a fake ID. I was going to say, yeah, like when you're over 21, yeah. you get to experience this place right. differently. I like. never like went to the Blue Dome <laughs> district that, you know, on yeah. a Friday or Saturday night. So like I got to come back and go to the bars yeah. and, and I made a lot of incredible friends. I will say that that's one of my favorite things about Tulsa. It is very easy to make friends here, mm-hmm. like genuine, interesting friends. Um, Frequency happens. Yeah. And, oh, and you're running into them all the time yeah. and you always find you find out your cousins and it's like <laughs> you're connected somehow. Yeah. But like it's so easy to make those kind of friendships. And so I came back, I made a lot of new friends, some through work, some through just going out and, and meeting people. Um, re-engage with the city a lot. I like to engage with it a lot through like restaurants and bars. Yeah. I love uh going out to eat. And so all these new restaurants had popped up, started engaging with that again the live music scene yeah. spent a lot of time at the mercury lounge my favorite bar and yes. a lot of other great live music joints and just really quickly obviously felt back at home there's that aspect of it too um but it was like a new version of tulsa to yeah. really get to experience um and so I did that for about eight months and then of course the pandemic hit and we did a little pause pause yeah everyone hit pause yeah. for a, a long little pause <laughs> but ever since then i've just been getting deeper and deeper into the community and I always stress to people that like, you know, my story obviously is helped by the fact that, that I'm from here and I, I know a lot of people, 
but I genuinely cannot tell you how many people, whether it's through Tulsa Remote, friends of mine, like I actually brought two of my friends to Tulsa from yes. college. So <laughs> how fast you can get integrated into this city in like a meaningful way. Yeah. Like through your work, through your volunteerism, through your social scenes, you can really feel a part of this community rapidly. Yeah. I mean, there's a million examples, but like a perfect one that's kind of weird, but you know, we just had Halloween. Uh, a few weeks ago and Tulsa Theater was putting on uh, Little Shop of Horrors, yeah, yeah. which was directed by a guy who moved to Tulsa two and a half years ago through Tulsa Remote, uh, Oboom. And Oboom is is now, you know, he's already put on a play that he wrote. Yeah, he's and done then a he's little bit of everything. Directing Theater Tulsa. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen in a lot of other cities. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I moved here two years ago and I kind of got into the theater scene and now I'm like, leading the local theater like at the PAC like yeah, at our at, biggest, no at the real yeah. like this is like the, the largest local theater uh, company I mean it's just a million stories like that of people who just genuinely get connected so yeah. I just went through that process of kind of starting to reconnect with the city meeting new people uh, and then it's been really fun getting to connect with the city through the perspective of of you know new Tulsans yes I get to met, meet so many new Tulsans and hear what are they excited about what do they see as needing to change? What do mm -hmm. they like about the city? Where do they see the city going? Um, you know, you spend so much time being a Tulsan, but these folks, as they're becoming Tulsans, give you this opportunity almost to look in the mirror yeah. and see what other folks are, are kind of seeing of your city and how they interact with it. And so that's been a really interesting way to learn, learn about the town as well. I love that. It, it is a lot like a mirror because you see, or at least for me, I'm like sometimes comparing how they're navigating the city to how I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, they're like really getting involved in the, these oh, things. Oh, I know. They put sometimes they put me to shame. Yeah, I'm well and it's it's so funny cuz that was exactly like my college experience too of like, oh, these are people that are like know what they want to get out of something and they're just they're just doing it. They they're right. not unabashedly like joining a new thing or trying something that they might not have ever done. Open starting a business. I mean, that's like the entrepreneurial scene here is insane and we talk about it a lot with our, our guests and things like that, but that's what a lot of people that I see come here with their ideas, they find not only the resources to grow those ideas, but also sometimes the capital or mm -hmm. the team members that are going to help build that idea so that it can become more than more than just an idea. Totally. Um, yeah. it's, it's so cool to see that happen. Um, and I, and I, I, I think I use it as inspiration <laughs> for the most yeah. part, because um, I mean, this is kind of how podcasting became a thing for me was when I was at Atento. Um, I, I started my own podcast and entrepreneurial journey from there. Like if I saw it all the way through to like a first season, season two is coming. We'll oh, see. <laughs> I want to, all I wanna, right. I can't, Teasing. Use, I can't say the name of the podcast cause it has profanity in it, but, and I don't want to, <laughs> and I don't want to plug it. Um, uh -huh. but you know, just exploring new things that I didn't know. I, I would enjoy as much as I did. I'm a huge externalizer. Like, if I have something on my heart and my mind, if I just speak it out into the world, I think it, I think it really relieves a lot of pressure. Totally. So that's why I really like podcasting. And I, I've got to do that exclusively in Tulsa. Um, they always say, what do they say? I mean, like, well, when I say they say, what do I say? <laughs> I say this, <laughs> other people say it too. Is, you know, that in Tulsa, you're always, you're only ever like one coffee away from, yeah. from getting something done. And it's so easy to get connected here. Like, I can't tell you how many people have similar stories. They're like, I was really into this and then I met so-and-so and they told me to like meet with the deputy mayor of the city. And so then, <laughs> you know, a week and a half later, I had coffee with the deputy mayor and then I'm kind of working on this new interesting task force. Yeah. I mean, that just happens. If, if you are an ambitious person, 
this is what's a little counterintuitive and like a perfect example of this. I'm sure he's probably been on it is Mike yeah. Bosch. Oh, well, he he will be at one on one day, but he's also been mentioned probably okay. well, every other. Mike episode. Bosch, but also like Aaron Miller. I mean, yeah. there's a million examples of people who like if you are an ambitious person and you know what you want to do or have some sense of it and you have a lot of drive. The play, Tulsa is an incredible canvas for that yeah. because you've got a really welcoming community and you've got big city amenities and yeah. access to big city capital, big city. You know, we have big city issues that we deal with that need to be resolved. And so like there's there's this template here to work on, but it's also so much less red tape and yeah. so much easier to be seen as like a valid voice in the community than it is in almost any other place. And so, creative solutions to get there, too. Because I, yeah. I think I think those two guys that you mentioned specifically are like the people connectors and just right. know anyone that they know the deputy mayor and are like, yeah, here's his phone number. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and they're willing to give it out because they know how meaningful that connection could be to that opportunity um i love it those are we got we got to get them on they're great guys (laughs) um pivoting just a little bit um but you know really what i'm super excited to talk to you about is um this new initiative that you're you're leading Um, yeah tell us a little bit about experience tulsa gosh yeah so experience tulsa as as, you know it's all of uh, a week and a half old at this (laughs) point uh it's really exciting yeah it's it's a new entity that's that's focused really on what, what it sounds like, uh, you know, providing a white glove and meaningful, genuine experience uh, to anyone that we're bringing in through our ecosystem to to experience Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it, it you know, the work we do uh, on our vibrant, inclusive Tulsa team. So right through in Tulsa, Innovation Labs, Atento, you know, yeah. a variety of other organizations, we focus on um, building a vibrant and inclusive economy here in Tulsa. You know, the secondary mission of the foundation is to uh, create, you know, is, is placemaking efforts to create Tulsa as being the best place to be born, grown, and thrive mm-hmm. uh, in the country. And it's to complement our primary mission, which is to intersect intergener- intergenerational poverty. And so in order, you know, for all the work that we do on that front to be successful, we need to have an economy here that has a lot of opportunity, mm-hmm. that retains talented people, that that stops the brain drain that we experienced for so many years, yeah. and that, you know, creates immense equitable opportunity in the city so that's where we where we all work yeah uh and through that process as our as our efforts have grown we've ended up bringing a lot of interesting people uh to tulsa whether that's somebody who's visiting to potentially move or somebody who maybe wants to move a company or maybe they're just thinking about hiring some remote workers from tulsa maybe they're a remote worker looking to move or maybe they're just you know a journalist or a thought leader who wants to know more about what's happening in Tulsa. We bring in just to to visit, to see, to get a taste of Tulsa, thousands of people over yeah. the last few years. Um, and so Experience Tulsa is really here to uh, streamline those efforts and, and take some of the burden off some of our organizations that would probably, that love hosting people, but would probably prefer focusing on their primary missions yes. a little more exclusively. And so we're here to be the front door uh, to Tulsa. If, if you're coming to visit, to, to see the city through one of our uh, kind of entities, um, you'll be dealing with Experience Tulsa. And we want to make sure that you get the most meaningful, impactful, and genuine taste of Tulsa uh, as as possible. And we always say, like, we're not in the business of selling the city of Tulsa. People don't like to be sold. They don't like to be told, <laughs> you know, what to do. Uh, we're here to just, just expose it. Uh, we really think that Tulsa's an incredible, incredible city and that it's really undervalued. Mm-hmm. And so, so many people, when they come, I would say over 80% of the people that we bring in, yeah. it's their first time. 
And so we really want to make sure that that first experience gives them an authentic idea of what Tulsa is so that they can then make an educated decision about, do I want to move there? Do I want to move my company there? Do I want to hire from there? Uh, do I want to write an article, you know, about the city? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's kind of a, in a nutshell what we're doing. I keep saying we. Right now it's just me. But, <laughs> but by the end of the year, uh, there should be several more folks on the team and, and, and we'll be fully operational uh, kind of in January. Yeah, no, that's it's amazing. The, the mission and obviously the impact that we can kind of see organizationally is going to be um, immense. I, I think uh, a, a big number I wanted to shout out uh, in that is that I think it was in the news this week, but Tulsa Remote has moved 2,000 people uh, yeah. to Tulsa. 2,000th uh, member came in. Which is awesome. Uh, and that's since 2018. Um, which is a huge, I mean, it's a huge number. I mean, that's 500 people a year um, coming to town. And that's not only the workers, but their families and um, all yeah. of the people that they bring along with them. And then all of the Tulsa ambassadors, essentially, that we've created too. Of like those people have experienced Tulsa for oh, yeah. a year at least. And so they can at least uh, be a testament to what the city is like. And I think that that domino effect has created um, almost this need for something like experience to happen. Um, for like this ecosystem because a lot of people know about Tulsa. It's funny you say that. My favorite thing when I worked at Tulsa Remote, I had many favorite things, but one <laughs> of my, my most favorite things was the first visit, the first time that someone who had moved here would have their family or friends come and visit them. Yeah, yeah. That was always so special because you see this person who, and I would run into them like on the street, mm-hmm. right? And you see this person who three months ago, four months ago, didn't know Tulsa from Adam. I mean, they just yeah. had no idea what was here. and now all of a sudden they're walking down the street and they're pointing stuff out. Yeah, and saying, you know, this people. building was actually built, <laughs> you know, and like so excited about it. And, you know, it's like that quick ability to take ownership and like feeling like a Tulsan. That to me was you became a Tulsan the yeah. first time you brought someone here and oh, yeah. shared the city with them. Uh, and so that was always fun. So, yeah, we we are definitely in the business of creating uh, ambassadors. I think the that feeling too of being, I mean, I, I, I love that um, tour guide element yeah. of everything. Um, this past weekend, I had two friends come uh, to celebrate my birthday with me, which was super oh, fun. Happy birthday. Thank you. And, um, you know, we were, I was showing them the arts district and tell them about my favorite. We did basically a food tour because my friends love to eat. And I was very curious. I was like sitting there after every meal, like, what do they kind of think about all of this? Just because I'm like, you know, I want you to be honest, but like, I love it here. Like I need, I don't need you guys to love it too. I just want to know what your honest thoughts (laughs) are. Um, But it, it was just so cool to like really see what people experienced the city um, through my, like, I guess lens or whatever. But yeah. um, And then, to t- they might take that somewhere else and all my friends were like yeah we're gonna have to come back and not just because like it was comfortable and easy and probably a lot cheaper than la and dallas where they're coming probably from, yeah but, um it was just it was a cool time to to kind of see the city and it ended up being a beautiful fall weekend all of those things uh, i think you see it in a different light and i think um everyone comes here with some type of preconceived notion whether it's like yeah the you know the the politics the the crime or the Anything that anyone could attribute to a city is like probably what people are going to look at. Um, yeah. And you, I, I think that we're doing that effort of like, const, not constantly, but just actively dispelling it by living here and, and telling people, well, this is how I interact with this, this right. part of town. Or, you know, this really doesn't affect me in the way that you, you might think that it does right. type of thing. It's funny. We always would find it at Tulsa Remote that, you know, I think that 
sometimes there's a slight negative connotation uh, with Tulsa or, or with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes we found that there was just zero kind of no, like, I mean, it was like people yeah. would show up and a really common comment we got was like, oh my gosh, there's trees. <laughs> I was like, what do you think? Because also people don't really know what part of the country we are. Like, yeah. You ask five Tulsans, they'll give you five answers. What is your answer? I have, I, I always say, I always say the Southern Plains because just being That's native and being, answer, in, being indigenous, it just, it doesn't feel like the Midwest. It oh, doesn't I agree. Feel, I agree hundred percent. It kind of feels more like the South, but not the deep South, not the South like Texas. It yeah. feels different from that as well. I know it's, it, it's really, it is complicated. I don't yeah. know. It also like certain parts of the state feel more, you know, if you go to the panhandle, it's the West. If you yes. go to Southwestern Oklahoma, it's the West. Um, yeah, there's so many parts of that that are really interesting. I don't yeah. know. We're not the Midwest. We're probably closest to Texas, but we're not really that close to Texas. Yeah. Um, in terms of sensibility. A sense, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And, and ego. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we're not really a, a purely, we have some Southern sensibilities, but I also feel like, frankly, like a, a big part of like formative Southern identity is the Civil War, which of mm-hmm. course Oklahoma doesn't exist had no for pardon, yeah. it's not we're not a confederate or a union state yeah and so i mean i like to think it's it's kind of like tulsa is a very unique city oklahoma is a really unique state i always yeah. used to tell people that to me tulsa was the most american city and i meant that kind of with all the the good and all the baggage yeah right you've got the birth of uh, literally an entire industry here in the oil industry you've got you know some incredible architecture you've got the end of the trail of tears mm-hmm. you have the birth of black wall street you have the destruction of Black Wall Street. You yeah. have the rebirth, rebirth of Black Wall Street. So, yeah. I mean, you kind of have all these different components, good, bad, and ugly of American history that interplay here. But we kind of take from from all parts. So, I don't I don't know. I think Southern Plains yeah. isn't a bad way to put it. Thank you. I, I, I didn't come up with it. <laughs> another, <laughs> another Oklahoma did. I love what you just hinted at right there and, and kind of talking about because it's, it's definitely leading into my next question and something that you're pretty well known for around town about uh, giving really great tours of downtown oh, Tulsa. Shucks. I've had the pleasure of being on one, um, was furiously taking notes. Uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I was very curious, you know, kind of how you learned about downtown in that way and kind of how did you create that experience for folks? I will add before you go in that coming from Chicago, did you do that Chicago boat tour? Of the I love the Chicago boat tour. Oh my gosh. Everyone do the Chicago boat tour. It's amazing. Yeah. And I felt like your tour was a version of that, but on a trolley bus. <laughs> I know there's cool. a part of me that wanted to like fill like a, like the back of a truck with water and like put a dinghy <laughs> in it and just drive around and do a, do oh, a yeah. Oklahoma boat tour. Uh, <laughs> no, I just, uh, the thing is when people are visiting from out of town, they don't know anything about Tulsa. So you can just make it up. So I just, no, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love history, obviously, and, yes. and I love Oklahoma history, and 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 Tulsa, obviously, is a huge component of that. And again, mm-hmm. if you're an American history fan, Oklahoma history is so unique yeah. and touches on so many components. I mean, you know, a state that's the end of the Trail of Tears that's founded by land run, which mm-hmm. is kind of an insane metaphor for the country, right? <laughs> yeah, and then. Obviously, it was at one time it had over 40 all black towns. It was considered by the U.S. Senate to potentially become an all black state. It has the first black U.S. marshal. Like whatever background you have in your interaction with the country, there's an interesting interplay with it here that you can kind of dig into. Uh, So I love the history. I love Tulsa's history. Um, I particularly love downtown Tulsa. I grew up, you know, when I, my first job was I was a janitor in some of the buildings downtown when I was in like late middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad worked in those buildings. And so I spent a lot of time there. Um, and, you know, it's just, you start to 
you start to just feel the history and then yeah. you actually learn it. Um, and, and to me, you know, the easy part is the facts and things and the dates of buildings, you know, those can be learned. And I, I've learned those, but yeah. it's really about getting the story of the city, right? Like people need the narrative because yeah. Tulsa is such a narrative city. It is highs and lows and insane peaks and valleys. And I mean, it, it's, it's in that way, very much like an oil city, you know yes. I mean? It's a boom and bust town. It has all this really interesting, um, narrative within it. And so that's what I try to get across. I always tell people at the beginning of a tour, I want to talk to you about past, present, and future. We're going to talk about Tulsa's past because it's so important to understand its present. Yeah. But the most exciting thing is the future. I really believe this is a city that has one of the most interesting and distinct futures ahead of it, of any American city. And when someone's on one of my tours, it's, they're there because in some way they're being asked or they're considering being a part, being of, a part of, of future. that future. Yeah. Uh, and so you really have to let people see like genuinely, this is how it, I can see this going. And if you can see it too, come aboard. Uh, but the last thing we ever want to do is, is make someone feel like, like you're selling them on the city no, or you're, that, you're pitching it too hard. That's exactly or, what your, why your tour is really great. Cause you don't do that. <laughs> like even for the people, I think what's so fun is like, I've lived here my whole arguably my whole life, you know, since age nine. And I learned so many things on that tour because like, I think that it's, it's hard for the city to sell itself. Right. And so even to get people to do it, like doesn't always feel, you know, it might feel salesy or whatever, but like you're, you're like you said, you're providing a narrative more than you're selling, you're selling something that's packaged and presentable or whatever. I loved the narrative uh, about the Mayo building and the construction. Yeah. Room, Cause that was like, so um, kind of, I, I was just characterized exactly like you said about the boom and the bust and oh, yeah. how things were in that time and then how Tulsa was at that time and then how Tulsa's like not like that now, but like the remnants of that um, can be seen in its construction or can be seen in yeah. its like how people interact with it now. It was just, it was well, for, spot on. for your listeners. Uh, <laughs> the, the Mayo is a, is a gorgeous old hotel here that gets built uh, by the Mayo brothers who are furniture salesmen who become wildcatters, meaning they're self-financing oil exploration. So intensely also risky. Also fascinating yeah. and what, like insane. Oh, yeah. I can't There's believe great, that, that even happened. Great terms. <laughs> Oilies have the best terms. Talk to an old oily and you'll get the best wildcatters. The weird terms. But yeah, they were wildcatters, made a fortune. They spent a lot of time in New York uh, and their travels and they loved the Plaza Hotel and they wanted an opulent hotel mm -hmm. here in Tulsa. So they built the Mayo Hotel. Beautiful hotel. It's where all of the dignitaries and celebrities and everybody stayed for decades. Um, in Tulsa and then like the city, it, it falls into disrepair mm -hmm. and it ceases to function as a hotel. It becomes so incredibly bombed out that the city sold it to the developer that, that turned it back into a hotel in, I think, 2003 for $1. Oh uh, like $1. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, wait, $1. <laughs> I know, right? Where was I? No, <laughs> exactly. but, they, but they then obviously put a lot of money into making it a beautiful hotel again. Yeah. And to me, that is the metaphor for the city. It's we have a genuine claim at so many interesting and unique parts of our history. That's still within us. Yeah. We're still that city that built Black Wall Street. We're still that city that, you know, created one of the largest industries in the world. Almost every major, you know, American energy company was founded here in Tulsa. We're, yeah. we're still that, that magic city that they used to call us that popped up overnight, that had the busiest airport in the world, that had the first Rolls-Royce dealership in America. Uh, you know, that had the Osage Nation, the wealthiest peoples on earth. Mm -hmm. We're still, we have legitimate claims on all that history. 
and we forgot about it for a long time. Like the Mayo Hotel, we were yeah. we boarded it up and we we didn't think about it. And now again, I go I always say permission, but we're going back to giving ourselves permission to be like, this is really who we are, and it's okay for us to claim it, and let's embrace it and and build yeah. on that. Um, and when new people come in, I mean, the thing about again the most American city, being a Tulsa doesn't mean that you've been in Tulsa forever yeah you've seen all that history not a punch card or anything. no yeah. and tulsa is so welcoming i mean the one thing you will always hear about tulsans is that it's a very welcoming community everyone is very friendly yeah. like this is a genuine opportunity like you can come here and be part of that in a matter of months mm -hmm. you can really feel like you are tapped into that history because again there's going to be somebody who looks like you in that history there's going to be somebody who thinks like you in that history and you can have a claim on that and you can come here and you can move the city forward that's a big part of what i always say in the tours as well is that you know tulsa is so unique you say you know it's a mm -hmm. big city amenities small town feel yeah well for folks looking to make a difference whether that's in business or philanthropy or volunteerism or you know arts or whatever i always say that uh, tulsa is big enough to where your voice is amplified but it's small enough to where it's still heard yeah uh, and i think it's really true this is a unique city where it's big enough to where I can go see, you know, Bruce Springsteen, uh, go play at the BOK Center mm -hmm. in a few weeks. Uh, I can also find parking <laughs> at that concert and, and not be a million miles away. Yeah. And I can also run into people I know who have meaningful roles in my life in weird capacities all the time. Yeah. I got this coffee this morning and I ran into an old teacher of mine and it was a really lovely way to start the day. Yeah. Um, there aren't a lot of cities like that. No. Uh, and, and Tulsa's unique. And so in so many ways, um, but that's what the tours are for. The tours are to get people to see what I think Tulsa truly is. Yeah, and to see themselves in the city. Absolutely. Which is so cool. Um, there's so many good parts of that tour. Um, and you'll get to, if you want to experience Tulsa, you'll get to experience oh, yeah. Tulsa there, there's through, the plug. through Grant's tours. Um, coming to you soon, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, very soon. And coming to a city... Well, near me. I mean, yeah, coming to my us. city. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last thing I wanted to kind of touch on sure. um, as like an element of experience Tulsa um, that I'm I'm really excited for the potentials that this has and, and mm. how it's going to kind of change what's already here and all the people that are coming here as well. But um, is this community element. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what is the current landscape of community look like in Tulsa? I mean, I, I also have an answer to this question <laughs> that I think uh, we could kind of talk about, but. Um, how do you think that experience is going to kind of catalyze uh, or change some of that community? Totally, totally. So kind of the idea behind a lot of the, the community work, which is the second part of experience also, which I, which I didn't touch on, uh, it comes from our, our work with Tulsa Remote, right? So in Tulsa Remote, if you're a remote worker and you apply and are accepted, we'll pay you $10,000 to do the remote job you're already doing from Tulsa for one year. We'll also give you three free years of co-working space. And then we have a huge number of events and community building opportunities because when you move across the country probably to a place you haven't been to before or haven't mm -hmm. lived in for a long time you know it can be hard particularly if you work remotely right and you don't have those daily interactions to feel genuinely integrated yeah. so a huge part of the work we do is to make sure at Tulsa Remote that people actually have the opportunity to engage at a professional level at a personal level uh, and everywhere in between with other people you know I always say in some ways the first year of Tulsa Remote when folks move is a little like college yeah. because everyone's really excited to meet people. Nobody really knows that many people. And so it's super easy to make friends. Yeah. And so we put on, when I was there, tons of events. They still do to this day, do an incredible job. And those are anything from happy hours to 
you know, we'd rent out the uh, the drive-in movie theater and do a big movie. We'd go out to the Botanic Gardens. We'd have volunteer events at Iron Gate, which is our, uh, you know, our uh, food bank. Uh, and so we would do all sorts of stuff for people to genuinely get to feel connected. And then, of course, we had, you know, a Slack channel and things where folks connected on on passions and interests of their own. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why Tulsa Remote has a retention rate. So people staying well beyond their first year of over 85%. Yeah. Because they make those connections. So the idea is, okay, well, we bring in lots of people to Tulsa. And there are a lot of people who move to Tulsa, uh, not through Tulsa Remote. Yeah, now through various Through various yeah. other capacities. Maybe it's an Atento company that just, you know, I got invested in and they moved their four-person team here from San Diego and they don't know anybody. Yeah. Uh, how do we build that community uh, amongst those kind of more disparate groups and provide that opportunity for the new hire from in Tulsa and, you know, the new uh, company through Atento and the new company through Build in Tulsa, these are all, you know, entities of ours, yeah. to genuinely feel like they're connecting. And then how do you use that to help, you know, longtime Tulsans who didn't move here recently, who've been here their whole time, get engaged with that community yeah. and, and, and build those genuine connections so that folks really, you know, integrate and, and assimilate into feeling really quickly like, no, I'm really a Tulsan. Like, I'm yeah. not a transplant. Uh, and so, you know, we're really looking at finding the best types of events for that. So there'll be some professional opportunities, but there's also going to be a lot of like, hey, we're going to put on a big dinner and like invite 25 new people and 25 Tulsans who are really interested in getting engaged with this part of the community. And there'll be, you know, civic leaders here and business leaders here. And like, let's all get together and have a really interesting dinner and conversation. And, and that'll be an amenity and an option for anybody who's coming in through, through that GKFF ecosystem. You know, if there's another new hire at in Tulsa, mm -hmm. anyone who comes in, um, we want to make sure that they feel like they get the best experience while they're here and that they really get a chance to meet people and engage to so the community component. That's why anyone I think stays in any city yeah. uh, and Tulsa in particular, we have such a strong community here, but we want to make sure that, that folks feel like they can really quickly access that. Yeah. It's such an important element of I, obviously what you're saying about retention and then belonging to, I mean, you want to know that there are people like you that are interested in the same things totally. and you can meet those people um, not once a month, but, you know, maybe even once a week, like yeah. meeting up with those people would be, it, it's just, it can, it can really catalyze your experience in a city and kind of unlock your, the way, a different way that you might see it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, it's, it's such a cool, it, it's such a cool idea and it, I'm so excited for it to be executed. Um, mostly because like, I think that, um, you know, in kind of the capacity we're talking about with like the GKFF organizations, like. Um, something that I've seen in kind of my community work is that like, uh, especially with like coming to a job on the, in Tulsa side, people come to Tulsa with a job and that's, um, that it's a new job. And right. so it's a little bit different from the Tulsa remote side where they're coming with a job that they already have kind of a routine or whatever. Some of these folks are entering the tech industry for the first time. Some of these folks are at the end all starting a new job is like probably top 10 like scariest things for a lot of people right right um and so on top of that having to get accustomed to a new city is like sometimes really really difficult um and you you think that you have to merge with the job before you merge with the city um and in this regard i feel like it kind of will allow you to do both um totally and and hopefully more of a seamless uh way than maybe i've been doing it this past year just because well, it's, yeah. it's hard it's you so hard you have to meet people where they're at um first off and some people might choose to prioritize the city over the job um 
just because they might see the the future or their future in Tulsa lasting a little bit longer than the job or a variety of reasons, basically. Um, so it, I, I think that that's the that's the immense value that I see coming from experience is just being able to meet people where they're at a lot, a lot easier than um, people who kind of have that job or that main charge of continuing to bring people in right. in the same way. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm obviously super excited. No, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a blast. And we bring in so many different types of people. I mean, I'm thinking of our Holberton students. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, some of the refugees who have yeah. recently relocated uh, to Tulsa. How do you, you know, make it a welcoming space for, for all those different types of folks? And then, yeah, also, if there's a, someone who's like, I moved here with my family, my kids are in school, I'm making friends through my kids' friends at school, mm-hmm. I'm not really looking to go to these kind of events. That's a totally legitimate way to interact with the city as well. But we always want to provide options. Options. That's the whole idea. Like, We want you to always feel like you have the opportunity to engage with Tulsa in any different way you want. And then, you know, individuals can pick and choose where they where they genuinely want to spend their time. I love it. Um, Grant, this has been an amazing conversation. So much fun. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for for being on this episode of Grow With Us. Is there anything um, that you'd like to to plug um, information you want to send people to? anything along those lines gosh this so like, many this things a, to plug uh, yeah this no is so many things to plug off. no i would just say i mean particularly for any of the listeners you know i'm gonna assume it, it's probably people who are maybe considering tulsa in some capacity uh this is what i can plug if you haven't ever been to tulsa before you make your decision you really should visit you i, I cannot tell you how different this city is if you've never been than how you're perceiving it in so many different ways uh, it is worth visiting. At the very least, you'll have a really fun time. You'll get to engage with a lot of really cool, you know, places and spaces and experiences. But, but that is my biggest plug: is if you haven't been to Tulsa, you should come to Tulsa. Even if you're not even considering moving here, uh, think of what a fun weekend it will be, and also how much fun you'll have telling your friends, like, oh, "I'm actually going to Tulsa this weekend," <laughs> and they'll be like, and what? They'll be like "What? Oh my gosh." <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, you always want to be the person who knows the next destination. Like, Greece is out. It's Croatia. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Nashville's out. Yeah. It's Tulsa, baby. It's Tulsa. It's Tulsa. And we just got that New York flight, so it's not too far. Direct to LaGuardia. Come on down. (laughs) Awesome. Grant, thank you so much for being on this episode of Grow With Us. For our listeners of Grow With Us looking for new opportunities, please join our talent network to stay in touch with our featured jobs and opportunities at Tulsa. Visit talent.intulsa.com. That's talent.intulsa.com. By joining our talent network, you'll get access to our newsletter where you can stay up to date with our latest career advice, featured opportunities within Tulsa, partner companies, and our placement success stories. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. Huge thank you to our editors at Rant9 Production and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us. Grow With Us.